Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. Let's have a Soul Talk. I hope you're smiling because Christy and I are smiling because we are glad to talk with you. So glad to have you in our community. We want to give a shout out to Heather Yates, uh, Soul Talks listener. And uh, thank you so much, Heather, for the review you left on Amazon uh, for the stressed and spiritually dry she she put uh, in her review. And her story that she tells here uh, in miniature is just so perfect for our our Soul Talks today on the wall. She says, when I met Bill and Christy years ago, I felt stuck in a high-functioning discipleship that left me weary and quietly doubtful that God was really better than earthly pleasures. She said that she was a a mouth breather at the time, (laughs) rather than breathing through the nose in a relaxed way and uh, struggling with that dryness. And then she goes on to say, that uh, their friendship and training in the Soul Shepherding Institute set me on a course with Jesus that I had no idea existed. And she describes uh, discovering that with Jesus, there is a joy of being in God's kingdom, even here and now. And it comes through being on this path, this path that we talk about in Journey of the Soul, uh, with Jesus who longs to walk with us on it through these stages of faith and emotional and spiritual growth. And so thank you, Heather, for those words and those encouragements. And all of you, thank you for your reviews on Amazon. It does so much to help us help the book bump to the top so people find it. And uh, and so many of you are doing small groups uh, or meeting with friends to to read the book together. And that is fantastic. Others, uh, pastors, uh, organizational leaders are taking their whole organization through it, their whole church community. And that is uh, fantastic because that's how we can grow together. And so we're just hoping here for a movement of increasing understanding about this life with Jesus, where we get language for our feelings and our faith and how they integrate and actually are meant to work together so that we can grow in God's grace and be strong in our love for one another. And so thanks for being on this wave of the Holy Spirit with us. Journey of the Soul is for you and for your circle of influence. And the more books that sell, the more people we can help because all the revenue just goes back into helping more pastors and missionaries and leaders and people like you. So today, Christy, we're talking about getting through the wall. And I just want to say to our listeners, if you're at the wall, we have such empathy for you. And we're so glad that you're listening. And we want to really affirm you for listening because when you're at the wall, it's kind of hard to do anything spiritually. It's it's hard to get past it, and it's hard to be excited about something. And yet we have so much hope for you because we've been there. We've been through the wall. And I know when I was in my wall, it really helped me to be with people that had hope because I didn't have any. I was out of hope for myself, and so I, I borrowed theirs. So thank you for joining us, even in your pain. We, we care about your pain, and we have great empathy for your pain. We've been there and we have great hope for you that it'll all be worth it. That's why we need uh, soul friendships. That's why we need to be with people who are authentic and vulnerable and uh, give empathy and grace and we can walk together, you know, like the two disciples on the Emmaus road. Uh, They were at the wall. Jesus had Mm -hmm. their uh, 
teacher and uh, they thought he was the Messiah and he'd been crucified and they, that was an unthinkable event to, to them that the Messiah, the, uh, the Savior would be crucified like yes. that. The one who could calm the storms and heal the sick and, and, and glow like the sun. How could he possibly have been uh, overtaken like this and, and crucified? And so all their hopes were dashed, all their dreams were gone and they, they were just depressed and walking along the Emmaus road and talking about it, they didn't know what they were going to do. Their life felt ruined. And as they talked, who walks up but the risen Christ? And they didn't recognize him. Right. And they're talking about the scriptures together, and their hearts are getting warmed, deeply warmed, with the sense of God's presence. And that's what happens in soul friendship. Uh, and then they broke bread, and then they realized it's Jesus. <laughs> and see, Jesus shows up uh, in other ways. I mean, that was his resurrection. He was in, in, in bodily form. But he shows up uh, spiritually when we break bread together, when we have soul talk, when we open up God's scriptures and we, we talk together, uh, not only about what it means, but about how it's impacting our life and how we feel about it. And we, we pray together. And so, yeah, that's what we need at the wall. And that's what we want you to experience right now as we are talking together. I know I really needed soul talk in my wall. And you were the one that... that I engaged with that with because you were a safe place because you understood the wall and I was thankful for that. In this card deck that we've created for each of the stages. Of, the Journey of the Soul Soul Talk cards. Yes. Um, we've got the one for one of the ones for the wall here. I'm going to ask you, Bill. I'm holding it and it's got a verse that was so helpful to me at the wall because the psalmist articulated what I was feeling. And it's from Psalm 13, verse 1. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? Because you feel forgotten. You feel like it's going to be forever. How long will you hide your face from me? And it's just so painful to not be able to feel God's presence. The question on here said, when is the time that God seemed distant from you? And what was that like? Yeah, well, I've had uh, three major wall experiences in my lifetime. And the most recent was uh, coming into the... Uh, Soul Shepherding Pivot as an organization, um, hiring staff and learning how to um, manage the staff and grow the ministry to to reach more people and preparation for writing Journey of the Soul, among other things. And uh, that was a time where I struggled with feeling distant from God quite a bit. I, I uh, have uh, learned so much along the way through through this uh, journey through the Christ stages and having been through the wall in in a major way two times before at least and so I I had a, a deep knowing that God was with me and uh, pleased with me but there were many times in this period where I didn't feel that and it uh, time sent me into a swirl and some of those times I've even shared on the podcast here but just times I just felt inadequate as a leader because I was being so stressed and challenged to develop new abilities and trust God in new ways and uh, so in the midst of some of those times of discouragement or self-criticism I wasn't feeling God's presence because I was in a sense without trying to but but I was pulling back from God's grace and from the smile of Jesus and so I wasn't feeling it sounds like it was hard for you to feel confident that God was really with you. You knew that, but you didn't feel it. And it felt hard for you to feel confident that 
he was going to provide and that he was leading. Sometimes it sounds like you felt like you were kind of on your own. Yeah, and I'm sure the part of that was just being harassed by by demons and Satan's lies and you know all of that spiritual warfare, and that's a big part of the challenge that happens at the wall, is that that that's going on. And so, yeah, it was a, a quite an interplay for me because on my in my emotions, there were definitely times I didn't feel confident, and and yet there I had a very deep bedrock inner knowing that like transcends emotions. That and at times I did feel this side of it, but this is what God had called us to do, and and so that kept my faith strong and helped me be bold and have courage and and keep putting one foot in front of the other and take the next step even when I was feeling discouraged or feeling like I was failing uh, these sorts of things. So I think that's part of what's happening at the wall is is you know our faith is really being tested. And we're needing to find some some deeper sources of faith. And also, we're needing to be reminded of what we know to be true and some relying on some of the past training we've done in our walk with Jesus. And you were doing that. I'm thinking about, I wrote about this in Journey of the Soul, about how being up in the night to go to the bathroom, and it's dark, and I can't see anything, and I'm having to rely on my memory of what I know, what I've traveled in the light before. Because when we're at the wall, everything seems dark. The lights are out. You can't see. And it feels like at any minute you're just going to bang into something and really get hurt. And it's going to be the end. But you still have to move. You still, you know, you can't just stay frozen. And so there's still a movement of faith that God is with you in remembering what it felt like to walk with him when the lights were on. Right. So you've got an internal map mm-hmm. you, that you've developed. It's helping you to walk in the dark. Mm-hmm. And then you, the psalmist does this repeatedly. If you, if you, hopefully you're listening, you've noticed this in the Psalms, particularly the laments. We see the psalmist will reflect, like Psalm 42 is an example, you know, remembering the Lord and times of beauty, times of grace at the waterfall, times of being in the, in the uh, community with God's people. And, you know, why is my soul downcast? You know, why, do, why is God feeling so distant now? But yet I remember these times in the past. And so that gives us comfort and encouragement to, to go on. And it helps us when we uh, have that gratitude, we have those memories, and we verbalize that with somebody. And then also we have this internal map. And that's, that's one of the biggest takeaways for me with Journey of the Soul because, you know, this book had to help me and it had to help you, Christy, mm-hmm. before it would help anybody else. And right. we, we've been living this book for decades and then we've been teaching on it explicitly for almost a decade. And so, you know, trying out all these ideas in our life, first of all, and then with, with people that we're uh, discipling and teaching and having in counseling and spiritual direction and so forth. And and th- this has been, I think, the, the biggest impact that people have had is the people who have been at the wall or they're at the wall now and they just they just feel stuck there mm-hmm. and they don't understand really the, the purpose in the wall. Now, most of us who have been around church a while or read the Bible, I mean, we know about trials and we know that God develops character. And so we have some some understandings about that, but that doesn't give us a map. Right. That, that teaches us about, some, you know, some values and the work of the spirit, which is very important but to get the, the lay of the land of our soul and to see that, okay, there actually is some order to this. There, there's a progression. And, and each of these stages has different themes and flavors and, 
and challenges and, and blessings. And God is doing something unique in each of these stages of my life. And at the wall, we, we call it a not a, actually a stage, but a transition that usually comes after some years in uh, the our stage of responsibilities and ministry. But it might come anywhere. And in this transition phase, generally what, what the Lord is doing is prompting us towards the I stage of the inner journey and becoming more aware and accepting of our emotions, our struggles, our weaknesses, confessing our sins, and learning how to, uh, through that now, to, to trust God and, and to delight in God and to find that the, the presence of the Lord is enough for me. Even if my prayer isn't answered the way I want, even if I don't receive that blessing, if I don't have the, the breakthrough that I'm looking for, but to trust that God is with me and God is doing something good in the hidden places deep in my soul and, and to just through that process to, to love God more. It's such an opportunity at the wall because as we hit that wall and we let it do its work and as we really lean into the invitation here that you're talking about to become more emotionally honest and aware and to bring that pain into our conversation with God and his ambassadors. And then as we begin to get in touch with unfulfilled longings and get honest about that and recognize that, you know, I mean, we don't long for God anymore. And we start to question and doubt if we ever did. But then out of that, we begin, God bursts, it starts with just a longing to long for him. Yeah, and I'll say that again, Christy, because that's a really a deep insight there. Yeah, well, I just remember seeing you on fire, you know, in your relationship because you had come through the wall and, and into inner journey when I hit my wall. This was the second time I was at the wall, yeah, like around 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you were in your, you know, this renewed passion for Jesus and intimacy with Jesus that you were expressing. And here I was just hitting this major wall in my life. And I wasn't feeling the longing for God that I saw in you. You had incredible longing for God. And you were you were spending all this time with the Lord and all this time pursuing him and reading scriptures. And I just saw the way that you were even feasting on God. And I was I was jealous and I wanted it, but I didn't think it was possible for me because I felt it felt so impossible for me, and I was struggling so much with doubt and with depression at the time. And I remember judging myself and condemning myself and feeling ashamed that I didn't have that longing that I saw in you and that I didn't have the energy and the pursuit for God that I saw you doing. And I didn't have the passion for serving God and you know, and just judging myself and just even wondering, am I even a Christian? Is anything I've ever believed true? And what, if it is, why can't I act on it? anymore. I I used to be able to, but I can't anymore. It was just dead. And I remember at one point in one of our conversations, Bill, one of our soul talks, when I was talking to you about it, you said, well, do you have any longing to long for God? And I said, yeah, I do. And you said, well, I think that's enough. And so that really encouraged me and I believed that. And so I just continued to act on that, on the longing that I had to long. And I began to pray that God would increase that longing. And I hadn't prayed for that before. And slowly but surely, that longing was awoken in me. It started with the longing to long, but then the longing for God came. Yeah, David in the Psalms says, take heart for the Lord. And Jesus, uh, in John's gospel, 
urges us to take heart for I have overcome the world and uh, I will be with you and help you through your trials is the point he's making there. And so to take heart is like taking courage. We, we don't always have courage in a difficult situation and we don't always have heart for God or devotion for God. And so we need to take it and to take it is to, uh, to absorb it uh, through prayer and, and trusting Jesus, of course, but also through our, our friendships with people who are ministering the word of God to us. And so, yeah, it's uh, very uh, encouraging when we learn that we can, at the wall, we can pray for that longing. We can long for the longing. We can learn to take heart from other stories. And so it's so important at the wall, just the stories. And that's, that's a big part of what helped me at, at my wall uh, more recently, Christy, was being emotionally honest and vulnerable when I was feeling discouraged or inadequate or like I wasn't good at some things I needed to be good at to lead soul shepherding well and talking with friends and receiving empathy and grace there and and praying through that. And so that really helped me through that wall, being emotionally honest and trusting in God's grace there. And that's inner journey work. See, so we're going in these stages, uh, the Christ stages, we we're cycling through them. This is not a linear thing. We're, We're going back and forth and the wall takes us back to, to redo some things at a deeper level and for facilitating more, ultimately, hopefully, more intimacy with Jesus. And that was true for you when, when you were in your early 40s and uh, having compassion fatigue and struggling to trust God. Was, and I think of a pastor who came to our institute. He was in responsibilities in ministry and he was leading a church, a a strong congregation. He was preaching weekly, but he was struggling a lot. And he, and we were going into our TLC time, our time at the Institute of Solitude and Silence to have time to just to love Christ, to be with Christ and to let him love us and receive his love. And he took a lot of courage and he spoke up at the time and he said, you know, I, because we just taught on hearing God's voice and he just spoke up. He says, you know, I just, I don't really want to do this. I don't believe God will speak to me. I'm not hearing him. I don't feel God anymore. I, and, and he was, he began to share real honestly and bluntly all the doubt and all the skepticism. And it was pretty stark what, what he said and what he felt. And I think everyone there in the room was just moved to start praying for him. And I remember we were just so thankful that he was being honest and yeah. what the courage that he was showing in that. And you and I had hope because we knew that that was an important step but he went into that solitude and silence time and the Lord really met him through nature. And he felt God show his face to him through the wind that day. He felt the presence of God and it woke him up and it surprised him and it, it reignited his faith. It was what he needed. And he was so, I was remember just thinking so thankful he came to that retreat, so thankful that he had enough longing for God in the midst of this desert and this wall he'd hit to come to the Institute and to to get a faith community that he, a safe place for him as a pastor, a busy pastor who was carrying on a lot of ministry, to come and to receive care for his soul, to join Jesus in caring for his soul, and then to get a fresh touch from the Lord. And to start, he, he started into that inner journey then and he's with looking at, honestly, things that he had been too busy to even take time to look at. Yes, I remember the story so well and uh, have great affection and esteem for this pastor. 
to this day. And so because he was in our institute, part of what he was doing was having individual spiritual direction appointments as well as group spiritual direction. And so he was articulating these things uh, before and then after this particular uh, uh, TLC time of uh, To Love Christ for five hours of of, uh, soul care. And so he, by articulating things that he was experiencing and not receiving a bunch of advice, but receiving empathy and not being alone with that, but other people being with him in that because we all have our struggles and we're talking about these things. And so being accepted in that place and opening up to his, his emotions and learning to value emotions because he wasn't, prior to this, he wasn't valuing emotions. And that was a big part of why he was stuck at the wall. And That's it's one right. thing to, to, we all will come at the wall at different points. We're all going to have trials. We're all going to have ups and downs spiritually and emotionally. And we're going to have times of consolation where we feel God's presence and times of desolation where we don't feel God's presence. And that's chapter two in Journey of the Soul. We talk about that as two sides of grace, one that's manifest and one, that, one that's hidden. But if, if you're not able to listen to your emotions and value and validate your emotions, you're greatly handicapped, handicapped to work this stuff mm-hmm. through because right. emotions are right alongside of thoughts as important in how God communicates to us and helps us strengthen our faith. It's not just thinking, it's also feeling. And so because he had been shutting down his emotions, he, he was not able to, it was a big part of why he couldn't hear God's voice and get unstuck. And so once he began to open that up through his uh, spiritual direction experiences, that's what really enabled him now to sense God's presence. And yeah, through the, the beauty of nature. And then I, I recall that he had an experience where he was, had his Bible open and, and that wind that the Lord had been ministering to him through blew the pages yeah. of his Bible. <laughs> and he, he decided to think, I, maybe God is in that. I mean, you're just listening to this. You, know, you might think, no, this is sounding a little mystical. <laughs> this guy is like not mystical. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's very, very biblical and very st- a strong thinker, very intelligent. And, uh, but sure enough, he, he looked at the, the scriptures where, where it was there. And he had like the Lord had given him a word just, just for that, that day. Yeah. And, and just he just came back out of his TLC time with just the biggest smile yeah. and was so encouraging to the whole community. So <laughs> it was. Well, Bill, we're out of time, but but to you, our listeners, we want to let you know we do have another cohort of the institute starting this July. It's in Southern California, but you can also participate in online over Zoom as well if you don't want to come in person. And if you would also, in addition to attending the institute, you would like to earn a certificate in spiritual direction. We have a new cohort for spiritual direction also starting this spring. So you can find out more information on soulshepherding.org, and we'd love to have you join us for that. Man, the time just flew by here. There's so much more I wish we could talk about. about That's why we wrote a book. Lord God, we just thank you for the blessing of our friends listening right now. And just how we pray, Lord, that they would have a sense that uh, Jesus, you are smiling upon them. Uh, it's really true that you are present and you love them. And uh, for those who are at the wall now or in a time of desolation and they're not feeling your presence and your blessing, I just pray, Lord, that um, something from this podcast would encourage them to help them know they're not alone. And I pray that you would send uh, a Christ ambassador or two or three, some people, who could minister your presence, Lord, and that you would speak in the scriptures and in dreams that come in the night 
and that you would help our friends to open up to the language of emotions and needs and struggles without shame, without paralyzing doubt, without cynicism, but being open to the presence of your spirit. And uh, thank you, God, that this is the work that you are doing. You're, you're doing the, the inner journey work for us to take us into a deeper intimacy with you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So help us who are at the wall or going through a trial. Help us to have patience and perseverance, which ultimately is what faith is. Faith is not always getting what, what we want or what we pray for. Uh, Hebrews 11, you've shown us, Lord, that faith is, is enduring in our trust that you are good even when we're not feeling it. So thank you for the, this work of grace that you are doing and each of our listeners and our loved ones, because some of us are really thinking about uh, a family member, a friend, or uh, people we know who are at the wall, or even some of us, our whole community, our whole church community feels like it's been at a wall and we're needing to do some inner journey work. And so thank you, God, that you are the spirit of grace right where we need it. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, you would be so blessed to lead a small group through Journey of the Soul, and it's so easy to do. It's the best way to learn when you get together with friends and you talk about a book that that, uh, God's using in your life. And so we so want Journey of the Soul to be that for you and your small group, or if you're a pastor, for your whole church. And that's why we wrote the book, really. And so you go to journeythesoul.org, you will see how to order uh, a large number of copies at a discount price. And you'll see there's free videos to go along with the book. And you'll find uh, message notes. And uh, we're just guiding you right through how to lead a small group. We've got a leader guide. If you haven't gotten the leader guide yet, that goes hand in glove with the book. I personally wrote that. There's some insights in there that aren't anywhere else in our Soul Shepherding material. And we summarize the book for you and just lay it out step by step how to lead a group to make it really easy for you or for the small group leaders in your church. So check out journeythesoul.org and lead a group and let us know how it's going. We would love to hear from you on uh, how God is using Journey of the Soul in your life, in your small group, in your church. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. 